What do we do when we run out of motivation? This is part two in a series, and we're looking really at how to set intentions and goals and how to sustain our habits and what we really want to do. And today, we are going to talk about setting clever cues in the environment and why is that important. And we're going to unpack this from scientific and psychological perspective and also from ancient Christian faith, really bringing all the nuggets and a warm welcome. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Ioana Popa. So without further ado, let's dive in. When I was driving with my one of my daughters and she was starting to learn how to drive, she was very nervous, which is so understandable, right? And at some point, Every time we were driving, she was nervous, she was nervous, she was nervous, until one time I really brought this idea to her. I said, well, listen, you're going to drive the same way right now you're walking. You're not going to think twice. It's going to become so automatic that it's going to be a breeze. So think about it this way, that it's not an extraordinary event, but it's a actually daily event that you the way you do your walking or you cook or you eat, it's going to be the same way. And with that, I've encouraged her to do it every day for a while to overcome the nervousness. And lo and behold, now she's driving. She's a great driver and she's very relaxed and she actually really, really enjoys driving. No more anxiety and nervousness about it. And the beauty of developing a habit this way is that we're tapping into this amazing ability that we have on a scientific, on a brain level. And if you ask me, since I believe in God, I feel like God really created us in such an amazing way, which I mentioned before, it's called dual processing brain. We have a conscious part of our brain, which is on the left side, is very logical, and we operate this way all the time. And in the same time, we have a more... uh, basic kind of mind that runs in the background, that is priming us, that is scanning the environment, is looking for any threats, but also for patterns, is looking at the environment and patterns in our environment, and is picking up cues. And this part of our brain functions in a beautiful way. It does respond to cues and triggers in our environment. So, It's linked, and this has been described in science and psychology as classical conditioning. There is a cue, there's a trigger, and then we have an automatic response. You might remember maybe grandma's cookies in the kitchen, and you're smelling that, and all of a sudden you're hungry, even if you just ate about a half an hour before. Or you might be used in church with incense, and all of a sudden you get a sense of presence and a sense of God, or maybe a church bell, and all of a sudden you think of prayer, or maybe you see someone drinking water, and all of a sudden you're thirsty, although you never knew you were thirsty like two minutes before. This classical conditioning is actually used a lot in advertising, and we're cued in such a way in a subconscious level to respond in particular ways. It's not a bad thing. We rely on that all the time, and most of the time it's subconscious. So what that means is that we respond to all these cues without our awareness. So in other words, other people can set up the environment for us to respond in a certain way. 
But wouldn't that be even more lovely that we become aware of that and we can actually design our environment and the cues in order to become the person that we want to become. So our higher self can set up and deliberate what are the behaviors and rituals that we want to do and then really think through what are some of the cues that we can set up using this principle of it's called respondent behavior, part of the classical conditioning, so then we can train ourselves. And if we're really kind with ourselves, we're really kind with this subconscious part of ourselves, and we kind of know ourselves, you know, to what triggers or cues we might respond or not, and we can intelligently set up our environment that way. And if you think that this is just all new idea coming from science and psychology, sure, they explore that, they named it, they did studies with that. But this is known from the beginning of ages. Our parents knew that when they cued us in certain ways. Many times we are conditioned in a certain way because of how we grew up. But the good news is we can uncondition ourselves and we can recondition in ways that really make sense now as we're adults. And we can use our higher wisdom to really move towards how we want to live our life. We are not stuck in these conditionings. And it's actually easier to do that, not just by sheer will, but by setting up our environment with these cues. And next episode, I'm going to bring one extra layer to this. But today, let's talk a bit more about cues and how this might look like in your life, in your day-to-day life. And I want to give an example from spiritual traditions. I'm familiar and I love Christian Orthodox tradition. And with that, there is a practice. You might have heard of this. It's called Jesus Prayer. It has to do with a sense of contemplation. And we contemplate on the word of God, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And it's linked with our breath. And there are books written about it. There's traditions, there's school of thought and ways people practicing. But fundamentally, it's a practice that came out of the Orthodox Christian tradition, trying to follow Christ's suggestion, pray incessantly. Like, how do we do that? Well, we do it with a dual processing brain. So with a Jesus prayer and with many other contemplative practices, and I would say also meditations, the way they work is we start by, and there's many ways to do this, right? But one way to do it is to start focusing on some words or the presence of God, like Jesus Christ. And we use that first to get our mind, our conscious mind, focus on one topic, And with that, with practice, we train our mind to stay focused. That's one layer. But in time, our subconscious, especially when we link the prayer with a breath, it's going to become conditioned. We're going to start breathing in and out. We're going to link this sense of awareness and this sense of presence in ways that we're not aware. Because bottom line, Praying unceasingly doesn't mean that we're going to multitask. Please don't try that. Don't try to do one thing and at the same time keep saying the same prayer over and over in your head because we're multitasking. And I actually got into a small car accident because of it, because I was so excited. And mind you, it was in a garage, so nothing bad happened. But my point is that we don't want to multitask. This is not really the practice. The practice is to sit down on your own and you sit quietly and either as you do meditation or if you do contemplative practice or Jesus prayer, to say that and train 
your subconscious in such a way that by breath by breath, and I'm doing it right now, I am already doing it without me having to lose my focus. And if you're thinking, how is that possible? Go back to my first example, driving. We do this all the time. When we're driving, we don't think about changing the gear or turning right or left. We know to drive at home. We use this ability that we already have. The scientists are already showing that we have those brain circuits that are running in parallel. But remember, they respond to cues. So link your desired behavior to desired change. So let's say you have an intention for the year. Break it down in smaller pieces that you can set up, let's say, every month. But then think about what is the habit that you need to inhabit, so to speak, in order to do that. It may be that you want to write half an hour every day. It may be that you want, you might be an artist and you want to create or draw or practice singing or chanting. Or maybe you want to learn a skill. Or maybe you want to read and study and actually sit down and study or whatever that is. Or maybe you are learning to fix a house and do bathrooms and remodel. Whatever the skill is, whatever your goal is, you want to set up the actual practice that you want to do every day that eventually the practice is going to become second nature. This is what experts are doing. I'll make a parenthesis here. For example, surgeons, right? After years and years and years of practice, they do this, many of those procedures automatically so their higher consciousness can focus on actually what needs to happen. But many of the particular steps that are very ingrained, this is called implicit excellence and expertise. And I know a little bit about this because as a physician, I even tried to become a surgeon. So for many years, I've practiced this and I know it's possible. But before we go there, in order to actually create the daily rituals, the daily habits that we want, it's important to use cues. So going back to the classical conditioning, the one way to train our brain and our subconscious is to decide on a particular cue. And then set it up in such a way that you see it. It could be daily, or maybe you want to do a habit or a ritual four times a day. Let's say you want to sit down and pray four times a day. Whatever that cue is to actually set it up. And anytime you see it, you're going to respond to it. Now, sometimes there's one mistake people do. Let's say they want to pray more often, let's say four times a day, or they're trying to make sure they breathe deeply and they reconnect with who they really are. And then they set up a cue that is, let's say they do a bracelet or a ring or, or something that is really close by. The problem with that is that sometimes we become numb to it because we see it so often, we actually don't have time to respond and make this link between the cue and the actual behavior and habit or ritual. So my suggestion is pick your cue and then really link it and make sure anytime you see the cue, you respond to it. So with that, I hope I give you food for thought and ways that you can move forward in this new year with creating cues that so that you can train your subconscious to support you in the habits that you want. Because if you don't set up those external cues, someone else will. Maybe on social media, maybe in the news, 
never knows, but it's better to really be intentional about it. So this is my invitation. So with that, I thank you for all you do. And I say goodbye for now.